Hello and welcome to Chromodiversity, a podcast for clinicians, therapists, and families about common genetic diversity. The purpose of this show is to let you listen to original articles by world-leading researchers at your own pace, in your own time and space. In each episode, you'll hear me introduce and read out an original article that provides insights into some of the most common and underdiagnosed genetic variations today. Episodes range from easy-to-understand information for families and individuals to advanced papers for clinicians and therapists. You can download full written versions with elements not included here, such as tables, notes, and references on our podcast website, chromodiversity.com. I'm Elliot Pollack, founder of MyXXY Chromodiversity Foundation, and I'll be your host. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in to listen to the latest exciting research. I'd love to hear your feedback. It's known that people with Kleinfelter, KS47XXY, tend to have certain variations in a number of areas of the brain. However, up to now it's been relatively unclear how these variations may affect KS cognitive and behavioral variations. You're about to hear an advanced study by Stanford University scientists published in 2021 based on neuroimaging that focuses not only on differences in thickness in certain areas of the KS brain, but also, for the first time, on brain surface differences. This new approach seems to show more convincing correlations between KS brain variations and typical KS cognitive and behavioral variations, for instance, in the area of facial emotion recognition. Why does this matter? The authors are clear that many of their findings raise more questions than they answer. As scientists know, this is actually a good thing as it points to new directions for future discoveries. However, for parents who may be listening, I'd like to make a personal and hopefully reassuring comment not covered in the paper. If you're a parent or future parent, it can seem alarming that a KS child is likely to have brain variations just as, at diagnosis, it may have been a shock to learn that your child or future child had an unexpected genetic variation. In fact, many parents report genetic diagnosis and internet search on brain differences can be traumatizing, with the perception that their child or future child would be condemned to a, quote, life sentence of unchangeable deficits, and sometimes even ask their clinician for brain scans as if it might reveal the future. Believe me, I understand. I happen to be the parent of a child prenatally diagnosed with an extra chromosome, and the deep dive I did on the internet at the time, quite a while ago, didn't seem promising, to say the least. However, not only has my personal experience shown otherwise, this is also absolutely not the view of modern neuroscience or genomics. First of all, It's now thought genetics is responsible on average for only 30% of lifelong health outcomes in the overall population. In other words, genetics is not destiny, far from it. Playing to strengths and a supportive environment, for instance, can be positively life-changing. Secondly, when one part of the brain is affected, we now know 
that the brain has an almost stunningly rapid capacity to reallocate abilities, particularly at a young age. For skeptical parents or future parents, I encourage you to listen to episode three, in which you'll hear how well-known facial emotional recognition issues in KS children can be eliminated in just four weeks, thanks to less than an hour a day of exposure to a particular type of cartoon, provided the intervention happens at an early age. So sit back, keep an open mind, and enjoy this deep dive into the neurophysiological relationship between chromodiversity and neurodiversity. Title, Cortical Gray Matter Structure in Boys with Kleinfelter Syndrome by Foland Ross LC et al. Publication, Psychiatry Research Neuroimaging 2021. Cortical gray matter structure in boys with Kleinfelter syndrome. Kleinfelter syndrome, KS47XXY, is a common sex chromosome aneuploidy in males that's associated with a wide range of cognitive, social, and emotional characteristics. The neural basis of these symptoms, however, are unclear. Brain structure in 19 pre or early pubertal boys with KS, 11.5 plus or minus 18 point years old, and 22 typically developing control boys, 8.1 plus or minus 2.3 years old, was examined using surface-based analysis of cortical gray matter volume, thickness, and surface areas. Boys in the KS group were treatment naive with respect to testosterone replacement therapy. Reduced volume in the insulin dorsomedial prefrontal cortex was observed in the KS relative to TD group as well as increased volume in the parietal and occipital and motor regions. Further inspection of surface-based metrics indicated that whereas KS-associated increases in volume were driven by differences in thickness, KS-associated reductions in volume were associated with decreases in surface area. Exploratory analysis additionally indicated several correlations between brain structure and behavior providing initial support for a neural basis of cognitive and emotional symptoms of this condition. Taken together, these data add support for neuroanatomical phenotype of KS and extend previous studies through clarifying the precise neuroanatomical structural characteristics that give rise to volumetric alterations. One, introduction. Kleinfelter syndrome, KS, is the most common sex chromosome aneuploidy, 47XXY, affecting as many as 1 in 500 males. Typical physical characteristics of the condition include androgen insufficiency, tall stature, gynomastica, and impaired spermatogenesis. A variety of cognitive, social, and emotional features also accompany KS, including language and learning problems, executive dysfunction, poor concentration, low self-esteem, increased shyness, worry, and depressed mood. Such features often go underappreciated, yet are frequently cited as being the greatest clinical concern by parents. To better understand the nature of KS-associated alterations in behavior, investigators have turned to the use of neuroimaging to examine brain structural patterns in this population. Findings from our group and others 
has documented a variety of KS-related reductions in gray matter, including in the temporal lobe, insula, and inferior frontal cortex. Anomalous increases in cortical gray matter have also been noted in the sensory motor, cuneus, precuneus, and parietal occipital cortices. Importantly, however, there are inconsistencies in findings, with many studies reporting no alterations in these regions. Investigations of brain behavior correlations have similarly mixed findings. Reduced left temporal lobe volume in KS was correlated in one report with poor performance on language-related tasks. Others, however, have reported no observable correlations between brain and behavioral measures, or did not include an examination of these associations. Clarification of the relation between structural alterations in the brain and cognitive and psychosocial difficulties nevertheless represent a critical research goal, since the severity of behavioral difficulties can vary considerably between affected individuals and can negatively influence long-term academic, adaptive, and psychological functioning. Indeed, early identification and intervention for cognitive, social, and emotional difficulties represents a pressing research priority for individuals with KS and for treating healthcare providers. Factors contributing to inconsistencies in findings include age, androgen treatment status, and neuroimaging analysis methods. Notably, most studies have included participant samples that have varied with respect to prepubertal status and to history of testosterone supplementation, both of which have a significant effect on brain structure. Moreover, existing work has largely relied on traditional voxel-based morphonomy, VBM, and manual region of interest, ROI-based methods for the quantification of cortical gray matter volume. In contrast to these approaches, newer surface-based modeling packages can measure the components that make up gray matter volume, cortical thickness, and surface area. These two individual metrics follow different neurodevelopmental trajectories, have distinct influences, and exhibit unique associations with cognitive functions and psychiatric conditions. Moreover, the biological processes that drive surface area are separate from those that drive thickness. Thus, studies that incorporate measures of cortical thickness and surface area, in addition to volume, are likely to yield additional clarity into the underlying neural characteristics of different clinical conditions and their associated behaviors. Given these issues, we conducted a rigorous analysis of KS-associated alterations in cortical gray matter structure using a surface-based analysis of cortical volume thickness and surface area. To control for the effects of puberty and testosterone replacement therapy, we focused on pre- or early pubertal males who had not yet initiated hormone supplementation. We hypothesized that males with KS would exhibit reduced cortical gray matter in the insula, temporal, and frontal cortices relative to TD males, as well as increased cortical gray matter in the parietal and sensory motor regions. Additionally, we explored whether KS association associated alterations in cortical gray matter were correlated with differences in cognitive and behavioral symptoms associated with this condition. Thank you.
2. Methods 2.1 Participants The study was approved by the Stanford University's Institutional Review Board. Boys provided written assent and a parent provided written informed consent. Tenor staging was performed by a trained physician. A total of 19 boys with KS, 11.5 plus or minus 1.8 years old, and 22 TD boys, 8.1 plus or minus 2.3 years old, were included in the study. Details regarding recruitment and legibility criteria can be found in the supplement. 2.2 Cognitive and Behavioral Testing Parents completed the Behavioral Assessment System for Children's 2nd Edition, BASC2, to provide information on their child's emotions and behaviors, and the Behavior Rating Inventory of Executive Function, BRIEF, to provide information relating to their child's executive functioning. Children were administered the Weschler Intelligence Scale for Children, 4th edition, WISC4, as well as the wide range assessment of visual motor abilities to index visual motor skills, VRAVMA, and wide range achievement test, 4th edition, to index academic skills, WRAT, and developmental neuropsychological assessment, NEPSY, second edition, to index a variety of cognitive skills, including executive functioning, attention language, memory learning, sensory motor functioning, visual spatial processing, and social perception. Age norm composite T-scores were compared between KS and TD groups using independent sample T-tests. Scores exhibiting a significant difference between groups were fed into secondary correlation analysis to test for brain behavior associations. 2.3, MRI acquisition and analysis. Imaging data were acquired using a Cigna 3.0T whole body MR system, GE Medical Systems, and processed using FreeSurfer software package version 5.3. Details on MRI data acquisition can be found in the supplement. Statistical analysis were conducted to assess group differences in cortical gray matter volume, thickness, and surface area. For each of these analyses, a general linear model, GLM, was fit at each vertex with the structural measure as the dependent variable and diagnostic group, KSTD, as the independent variable age and total cortical issue, tissue volumes were included as covariates centered on the sample mean. Correction for multiple comparisons was conducted using Monte Carlo stimulation. simulation. 2.4. Associations between cortical gray matter structure and cognition. Associations between brain and behavior were examined separately within the KS and TD groups using bivariate correlation analysis. After checking distributions with the Shapiro-Wilkes test, associations between normally distributed variables were assessed by Pearson correlation. Non-normally distributed data were analyzed using Spearman correlation. Structural metrics were adjusted for age and total cortical tissue volume. To reduce the number of comparisons and because volume represents the direct product of thickness and surface area, we constrained these exploratory analyses to volume measurements. Bonferroni correlation for multiple comparisons was conducted across the number of brain regions tested. 
Due to the exploratory nature of these analyses, however, we did not correct for the number of behavioral tests or sample groups. Three, results. 3.1, participants. Participants in the KS and TD groups did not differ with respect to age, T39 equals minus 0.607, P equals 0.547. Total cortical tissue volume, T39 equals 1.686, P equals 0.100, or tanner stage, T39 equals 0.440, P equals 0.663. Comparisons of standardized scores from behavioral assessments indicated significant differences between the two groups including measures of intelligence, full-scale IQ, perceptional reasoning index, working memory index on the WISC4, PS less than 0.01, visuospatial capabilities, visual motor integration composite of the WRAVMA, P equals 0.027, emotion and behavior, behavioral symptoms index, internalizing problems composite and adaptives composite of the BASC 2 PS less than 0.031, executive functioning, behavioral regulation index, metacognition index, and global executive composite on the BRIEF response set subtest on the NEPSY PS less than 0.0289, memory, memory for faces and narrative memory subsets tests on the NEPSY, PS less than 0.049, and verbal skills, verbal comprehension index on the WISC4, word reading and spelling subtests of the WRAT, comprehension of instructions on the NEPSY, PS less than 0.049. 3.2. Statistical analysis of a main effect of group on cortical gray matter structure. Vertex-based analysis of the cortical gray matter volume indicated decreased volume in the KS relative to the TD group in the left and right insula and left dorsomedial prefrontal cortex. Increased volume in the KS group was observed in a cluster of the left occipital cortex that included precuneus, cuneus, pericalcarine cortex, and lingual gyrus, a cluster in the right parietal cortex that included the paracentral cortex and precuneus, and a cluster in the right precentral gyrus. Vertex-based analysis of cortical gray matter thickness indicated increased thickness in the KS relative to the TD group in three regions. A cluster that encompassed the left parahippocampal gyrus, a cluster that included the left occipital and parietal cortex, and a third cluster that included the right precentral and parietal cortex. No areas of decreased thickness were observed in the KS relative to the TD group. Finally, vertex-based analysis of pile surface area indicated decreased surface area in the KS relative to the TD group in the left and right insula 
the left dorsomedial prefrontal cortex, and the left fusiform gyrus. Increased surface area was observed in the KS relative to the TD group in the left occipital cortex. This cluster included in the precalcalorene cortex and lingual gyrus. Post hoc analysis of regional measures of volume, thickness, and surface area using a multivariate GLM indicated that the main effect of group across all regions remained significant when controlling for FSIQ in addition to age and total cortical tissue volume. 3.3. Secondary analysis of an association between structure and behavior. Exploratory correlations between assessment and brain measures were performed separately within the KS and TD groups. Within the KS group, increased volume in the left dorsomedial prefrontal cortex was correlated with higher FI, FSIQ, WISC, R equals 0.679, corrected P equals 0.006, better adaptive skills, BASC2 adaptive skills composite, R equals 0.586, corrected P equals 0.048, fewer behavioral regulation problems, behavioral regulation index of the BRIF, R equals minus 0, 0.619, corrected P equals 0 0.030, and improved visuomotor abilities. VRA, VMA, visual motor integration composite, R equals 0 0.634, corrected P equals 0 0.048. Increased parietal volume in the right hemisphere was also correlated in the KS group with fewer behavioral problems. Behavioral Symptoms Index of the BASC2, R equals minus 0 0.600, corrected P equals 0.043. No associations between assessment scores and brain measures were observed within the TD group. Fisher's R to Z transformation indicated that correlation differences between groups were not significantly different. PS greater than 0 0.05. 4. Discussion. This study was conducted to examine KS-associated alterations in cortical gray matter volume, thickness, and surface area in a sample that was carefully recruited to avoid the confounds of puberty and testosterone supplementation. Using advanced surface-based procedures, we observed reduced volume in the insula and dorsomedial prefrontal cortex in the KS relative to the TD group, as well as increased volume in the parietal, occipital, and sensory motor regions. Further inspection of these differences indicated that whereas reductions in volume were associated with decreases in surface area, increases in volume were associated with greater regional cortical thickness. Finally, exploratory analysis indicated correlations between structure and behavior, suggesting a neural basis for KS-associated alterations in emotional and cognitive functioning. Taken together, these data add support for the neuroanatomical phenotype of KS and extend previous studies 
through clarifying the specific areas of cortical morphonomy which may underlie volume alterations in this genetic condition. A unique strength of the present study is the careful selection of the study sample. The influence of prepubertal fluctuations, testosterone, and other sex hormones on brain structures has been well documented in typical development, restricting our examination of brain structure to pre- or early pubertal boys who have not yet begun treatment with testosterone replacement therapy, therefore controls for the confounding influence of this hormone on gray matter structure. Indeed, because testosterone deficiency in KS typically begins at or after the onset of puberty, alterations in cortical gray matter observed here may likely be due to the genetic components of this condition. Support for this in interpretation comes from Savick and Arver, who found that sensory motor cortical thickness was reduced in XY adult males compared with both XX adult females and XXY adult males, indicating an X chromosome gene dosage effect. Future studies that track whether testosterone supplementation in adolescence influences KS-associated differences in cortical gray matter structure is not yet known and is the focus of ongoing studies by our group. Our finding of reduced insula volume in boys with KS are strikingly consistent with the small extant literature examining structural alterations in males with this condition. This area of the brain is well recognized for its role in the identification, experience, and regulation of emotions, as well as social functioning and empathy, behaviors that are notably affected in KS. Unlike previous studies, however, the current investigation found that volume reductions in this region of XXY males were driven by alterations in surface area. Indeed, use of surface-based analysis in the current study serves as a unique contribution to the literature. This method can identify spatially overlapping patterns of alterations in thickness and surface area metrics that comprise cortical gray matter volume and that are genetically and phenotypically independent from one another. While the precise neurobiological factors that drive each metric have yet to be understood, available evidence indicates that one determinant of surface area is the number of cortical columns. This number does not change following birth despite significant increases in surface area seen in childhood. However, Surface area is also influenced by the spacing between columns, an intracolumnar neuropil. Neuro Additional research that tests whether these or other factors directly underlie the reductions in cortical gray matter volume and surface area observed here are needed. Our observations of increased volume of the sensory motor, cuneus, and parietal occipital area of boys with KS are also remarkably consistent with those of previous studies. In contrast to the insula, however, increased volumes in these regions appear driven by differences in cortical thickness. Available research finds that across widespread areas of the cortex, there is an inverse relationship between thickness and neuronal density. Thickness increases in the sensimotor cuteus and 
parietal occipital cortices of boys with KS, therefore, may be driven by a reduction in neuron number. Alternatively, increased thickness in these regions may occur in the absence of an increase in number of neurons, leading to a decrease in density. It's also possible, however, that increased thickness in these regions may be the result of reduced myelination of cortical axons. Neurodevelopmental studies of typically developing youth, for example, find that regional cor cortical thinning during adolescence is tightly coupled with the expansion of white matter and an increased organizational organization of cortical axons. Thus, cortical thinning at puberty is not entirely the result of reductions in the size or number of neuron cell bodies or their synaptic processes, but rather by an increase in the myelin coating of fibers in lower cortical layers. Increased proliferation of myelin in the inner periphery of the cortical neuropil in turn leads to a change in the MR signal value from gray matter in young children to white matter in adolescents and young adults. Whether increased thickness in the sensory motor cuneus and parietal occipital cortices of boys with KS is the result of reduced neuron number, decreased myelination of cortical axons, or another neurobiological process remains to be clarified. The functional significance of these alterations also remains to be understood. Increased gray matter in this region, for example, may reflect a relative sparing of these regions and their associated functions. In line with this formulation, visuospatial abilities are relatively unaffected in KS. Inconsistent with this interpretation, however, are observations of reduced sensory motor function in KS. The current study is the first, to our knowledge, to observe reductions in left dorsomedial, prefrontal, and fusiform gray matter in boys with KS. The latter area represents a key neural, neural structure subserving perception of social and emotional signals, as well as structural features from human faces. Thus, volumetric and surface area reductions in fusiform gray matter may underlie a reduced capacity of males with KS to recognize faces or identify emotional facial expressions. The dorsomedial prefrontal cortex, in turn, subserves a wider range of higher-order functions, including decision-making, social processing, and emotional regulation. Volume reductions in this area may therefore contribute to KS-associated alterations in socio-emotional and executive functioning. In line with this possibility, exploratory correlations indicated increased volume in this re of this region was associated with better adaptive skills, e.g. social skills, leadership skills, study uh, skills, functional communication skills. Improved behavioral regulation, e.g. ability to shift cognitive set and modulate emotions and behavior via appropriate inhibitory control, higher IQ, and increased visuomotor capabilities in XXY males. A unique strength of the present study is the careful selection of the study sample, limiting our sample to pre- and early pubertal males that have not been administered testosterone replacement therapy, avoids potential confounds relating to androgen effects on the brain. A preliminary limitation, however, regards sample size. 
A small number of participants in our study may have limited our power to detect group differences in brain structure and or correlations with behavior. Second, while we speculate that regional alterations in thickness and surface area drove local volume differences between the two groups, additional testing is needed to confirm this conclusion. Third, the two groups differed with respect to IQ, although our findings remained significant when IQ was added to our statistical model, additional research is needed to tease apart influence of IQ from KS on cortical structure. Finally, although we limited our exploratory correlation analysis to specific domains affected in KS and corrected for multiple comparisons, we cannot exclude the possibility of type 2 error. In summary, in a carefully selected sample of boys designed to control for potentially confounding effects of testosterone, we observed widespread alterations in cortical gray matter volume in pre- and early pubertal boys with KS. Further inspection of surface-based metrics indicated that KS-associated increases in cortical gray matter volume were associated with increases in cortical thickness. And further, that reductions in volume were coupled with decreases in surface area. Exploratory analysis additionally indicated correlations between brain structure and behavior, providing initial support for a neural basis of cognitive and emotional symptoms of this condition. Taken together, these data add support for a neuroanatomical phenotype of KS and extend previous studies through clarifying the precise structural characteristics of cortical morphometry that may give rise to alterations in gray matter volume. Further studies that replicate and build upon these findings in larger samples are warranted as these investigations that tease apart the influence of X chromosome dosage and testosterone replacement therapy on the brains in boys with this genetic condition. Thank you for listening to this research on brain structure in boys with an extra X chromosome and for your indulgence with my sometimes hesitant pronunciation of terms related to the anatomy of the brain. As you just heard, having an extra chromosome can result in certain differences in brain structure, and the authors suggest that a promising way to understand how these differences may relate to the well-known cognitive and emotional variability in KS children isn't just to look at brain thickness, but also brain surface area, as well as to work only with children who've not yet been exposed to testosterone therapy. While the papers primarily focused on deficits, a promising finding is that regardless of KS brain variability, visuospatial brain structure in children with KS does not seem affected, which is consistent with prior research showing equal to sometimes better visuospatial abilities in KS children. This finding has one potential immediate practical consequence for parents, therapists, and educators. As discussed in episode 3, home and school learning strategies focused on developing signature strengths are known to be more effective than ones focused exclusively on correcting deficits, both in terms of school results as well as overall well-being of children and their parents. The takeaway is that learning strategies which focus on visuospatial abilities may be particularly effective in KS children. Fortunately, we're learning more every day, and thanks to amazing people like you listening, learning, and supporting our cause, I believe the future is bright.
If you found this episode useful, I encourage you to share it so others can benefit. With currently near zero or negative awareness of genetic diversity, every share counts. I'd also love to hear what you think about this podcast. What did you like? Is there something you want to hear about more? How can we improve? Anything else? Please don't hesitate to leave a comment so we can keep leveling up. Thanks again for listening. Tune in for our next exciting episode and have a wonderful day.